Hi, and a big welcome to another episode of Laughter and Lunges with your hosts, Catherine and Sarah. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us today. We would love it if you could rate, follow and share the podcast so that it can reach even more ears. Here's today's episode. Don't you love Facebook memories? Yeah, what did you get pop up? 12 years ago today, I was sat drinking Disarono whilst being made potato wedges with cheese and chorizo. (laughs) Heaven is most definitely a place on earth. (laughs) How many years ago was that? 12. Just last last year. (laughs) 2011. That was Matt as well, making me cheese and chorizo potato wedges. What a legend. um, The one that popped up for me, I think, was eight years ago. And... I'd taken a picture of like my old car at my parents' house over Christmas and I'd like given it a wash and waxed it. What like how <laughs> how did I have time to wash and wax my car? Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> I bet it looked proper nice. It was really shiny. I'll have to send you a little screenshot of it if I remember. Do you know what? Like that's one thing I've noticed, you know, because I had the 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 car accident um the other week I got my car back and it's so nice and shiny I'm like they have washed and waxed this so I appreciate the love and attention you put into that all those years ago absolutely I would spend like most of a day doing that and I think I get that from my mom because she used to do that at the weekends and sometimes I'd go and help her and we'd like waxing the car amazing did you do the classic wax on wax off like you were in Karate Kid I don't think I've seen Karate Kid no <laughs> this Sarah there's so many movies that mind. you haven't seen or like yeah, you, I know, forgot, but... you forgot that scene from what was it Mean Girls, oh, mean girls. yeah I have seen the film though but just I feel like Karate Kid is such a like a, maybe it was obviously just way before your time because I think it was you know a little bit old when I'd seen it so yeah Wow, that's oh, that's blown my mind. That would be a dated film. I feel like I can't even recommend you watch it because it's probably very dated. Oh gosh. Well, we are live on Facebook, just wow. in case you didn't already know. Hello, champs. Happy uh, Betwixmas. Betwixmas. There's another name that I saw somebody call it. Oh my god! It was to do with like the is it the perineum? <laughs> Sarah just took a sip of her drink whilst I said that. So sorry. I mean, that was the last word I expected to follow the beginning of that sentence. Tell me more. But I kind of get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I get it. (laughs) I'm not sure I will be referring to this time of the year with that word to other people, but I very much appreciate where that thought's come from. I feel like we're not going to sit here and explain it either to anybody who's listening and isn't sure what we're talking about, then you're missing out. Oh, I don't think I can have any more of my drink now because that, that word's just going to pop back up in my head for the rest of this podcast. So thank you, Catherine. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Did you have a nice Christmas? I did. It's been very nice and relaxed. Thank you. Yeah, it's just been good. The weather's been a little bit vile hasn't it but it's been nice to get out for walks even if I have got extremely soaked so I went for a walk with my friend yesterday around Bradgate Park and we got I think about half of the way around the wind was behind us it was glorious sunshine it was lovely we turned the bend the wind was in our face the heavens opened we got absolutely soaked but it was still really nice just being outside and like catching up with the pals so 
it's been really really nice how has yours been it's been really nice as well it's been very it's felt relaxed and we were saying just before we went live that we feel very chill to the point where we're not quite back into work mood um but no we had we had a really good time we had a chill christmas morning with the kittens we tried to you know when you get a dog to unwrap a Christmas present and they'll do it. They'll like rip into it if you encourage them a little bit. I kind of assumed that the kittens would do the same thing and they didn't. <laughs> so we had to just basically open their <laughs> presents for them. And yes, we wrapped the kittens presents. Um, so we did that in the morning um, and went through to Hannah's family to see them for the rest of the day. Oh, yesterday, I was telling you yesterday, we went to see um, like a, a string quartet in Edinburgh and they were very doing sophisticated I felt so sophisticated very much like an adult um and it was um they were playing like movie soundtracks written by or composed by Hans Zimmer they were yeah they were really good it was like an hour which was probably quite a long time for them to be playing it but it was it was really good and the weather was vile on the walk there <laughs> as well <laughs> I had my hood up and my hood was acting like a sail yeah so it was actually like I felt like I was being resisted even more against like the wind it's so strong at the minute isn't it that sounds like a lovely way to spend a festive afternoon though what mm-hmm. you did it does sound lovely I forgot to mention it was like candle as well. I don't think it was oh. real candles. It was in a big oh. church cathedral thing in Edinburgh. Yeah, health and safety, isn't it? Probably them yeah. LED ones, but still yeah. very, very pretty, I bet. Magic was. To be fair, if the candles had been lit, the wind would have blown them out anyway. So it wouldn't <laughs> have been it would have been pitch black for everybody then. True, so they had to take a lot of that into account, I imagine. Oh, you know what else has been um I'm gonna say interesting during the last few days for us is that Maisie has like come into heat for the first time (laughs) so she's been crying in the middle of the night we've woken up at 1am and she's been crying 5am she's been crying she's been walking around the house crying and it's been interesting to say the least yeah how is she is she okay she's fine she she makes noises like she sounds as though she's in pain but she's just I think frustrated and frisky (laughs) oh bad times Maisie Chops yeah good morning to Sharon hey Sharon I don't know what I said it she's gonna say hey back (laughs) I appreciate she probably will amazing yeah so I love that you you are feeling quite rested and chill but you have had a lack of sleep whereas I've had the opposite like my sleep has been I mean I sleep pretty well to be fair I'm very routined with my sleep I'm quite lucky like that but the last couple of days I've been waking up like oh it's seven o'clock and usually I'm up at sort of like half five quarter to six it's just been a dream that does sound like a dream I hope you had some nice dreams I haven't had any that I remember. So that's been also very nice. Just straight through. Oh, lovely jubbly. Don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, um, we have one question, don't we, from the question thread. And then we have a topic that we were going to cover today. Seeing as it's the 29th of December, we're almost in 2024. We thought we would discuss some goal setting stuff. I don't know. Should we warm ourselves up with the with the question? For the podcast i would say let's let's go with that one first see to the kizzle okie dokie do you have it in front of you because i actually don't have a question i don't <laughs> it's quite a short one 
um it was just do you have any meal prep tips wasn't it amazing I love this question though I love all the questions I've got to stop saying that next time you can't love Um, them all (laughs) I can love them all and I do I have so much love in my heart ah meal prep questions sorry you you flashed me back there to Darius Dinesh saying there's a lot of love in this room pop pop idol years ago anyway moving on meal prep tips I think I would say with this a good starter for 10 is to sit down and write a list of the meals that you would like to prep I think that's a really good kind of start in terms of what foods do you enjoy what meals do you like to eat what things are maybe more accessible for you I think having a bit of a plan of attack for what you're going to eat on certain days can be really helpful because then you can set yourself up in terms of on Monday we're going to have this salmon and maybe vegetables with potatoes or something it might be then that you make extra at dinner to have the next day or the day after so that's one way that you might find sort of meal prepping a bit easier is to kind of make extra at your meal times to then have for other days. I feel like I don't want to go through all the things, Catherine, but have you got something else that you would say? Yeah, that was, I'd written out a quick list before we came on the podcast. And that was like, that was literally the first thing that I had as well was to write out a plan. Um, The other thing related to that plan in particular is that it's, I would say it's okay to repeat meals and food choices. You don't have to strive to get a load of variety in and be have trying a new recipe every single day I think that can often trip people up particularly if you're someone who is I don't know maybe you're setting a new year goal of becoming more organized with your food or prepping your food maybe that's something that you've not done before then repetition is quite a good thing and can really help you to be consistent with your with your food choices if you're somebody who's been doing food prep for ages and maybe you're actually quite bored of it and maybe a bit demotivated then potentially throwing in one or two new recipes here and there can be quite a a good thing like for example um I got an air fryer for Christmas which was so cool I'd like I I knew I kind of always wanted one but I never really I don't know I just was like oh I'm not gonna buy myself one but so Hannah got me this for Christmas and we've been using it every evening so far and we've actually already tried a new recipe which is unheard of for us because we just (laughs) cycle through the same four or five recipes so yeah we tried something new last night it was like a tofu like a crispy tofu dish thing so that was really good um so I would say that it's okay to repeat different meals and I think kind of as a caveat to that to make sure that you're still including plenty of variety is maybe your variety can come from actually including different fruits and vegetables one week compared to the other week. So maybe one week you make a stir fry with, I don't know, bean sprouts and peppers. And then the next week you make it with like some, some what's like the leafy green stuff that goes into stir fries that and like mushrooms. Yeah. So that could be like the way that you vary things up is you still have the same dish, but maybe you put a different vegetable in it one week compared to the other. I think that's such a good idea as and I know that that's something that I will tend to do especially when we're talking of meal prep usually this is because we're looking at things we want to have to hand when we're sort of busy throughout the day and I think as you said having that structure of 
maybe my breakfast, I tend to eat these two or three different meals and the same for lunch and maybe for dinner. That can be quite helpful of kind of having a list of go-to. But exactly as you said there about having that idea where you maybe have the same meal, but you mix in then different protein sources, different vegetables um, and fruit can be really, really helpful. Another thing, as I sort of touched upon there, can also be having a list of maybe three or four different meals that you like to have for breakfast, lunch and dinner as your kind of staples that you do sort of cycle through. Personally, I noticed that I will have the same probably three or four breakfasts on the whole, and that just helps me to make those decisions earlier on so having that plan of what you're going to eat can also help to reduce that mental sort of decision fatigue that we can get if we're constantly having to make those decisions so I think the pre-planning is is really important of what you're going to have kind of when and again to make sure that you are hitting things that are going to help support you in reaching your goals so as Catherine said the protein maybe getting your fiber in with fruit and vegetables what fats sources are you going to have? What carbohydrate sources are you going to have? And with having that plan, we then also have a plan of what we're going to get from the shops. And if you're always having a stir fry, then you know that, okay, this week I will buy something a little bit different to go in that stir fry. Or I'm doing a tray bake, so I'll buy a different vegetable this week to go into that tray bake. So you can still very much get that variety just within those same types of meals as well I think yeah the having a shopping list that corresponds to the plan that you've made is it sounds really simple doesn't it but I think it's potentially underrated um it means that you're then prepared when you go into the shop you know exactly what you need and you're not kind of going in hoping that you get everything that you need and then you get home and realize you've forgotten something and that means you can't make one of your meals because you don't have the pasta pieces for the pasta yeah like it's it just makes so much sense but I think often that's like a step that is sometimes missed yeah sometimes I think we will go in and pick up a lot of things maybe we fancy we like the look of or if you order online maybe you haven't sat down and made that definite definite plan so we order lots of things that I know are usually making me a lot of this and then it comes and then there might be overwhelm in terms of what it is that we're going to make as well in terms of how you structure that meal prep I know that some people like to maybe take um, some time out of a weekend or at the start of the week to prepare meals then for the rest of the week that they can use when time is time is while well, we're more time poor so it might be that you want to prepare some of your breakfasts in hand and take that time to do that ahead of the week but it might also be that when you're cooking meals that you're making extra them for the next day i know for myself personally I love to batch cook meals. So if I'm making a curry or something that goes in one pot, I will always at least double that because I spend that time then to know that weeks down the line, I can play Tupperware roulette and get something out. <laughs> and it just adds to the fun. What, what have I got here? Chili or curry? Because when it's beans and pulses, it pretty much looks the same. <laughs> but... I think that that's, can be really helpful as well. So it might not necessarily be your prepping for that week, but if you've got the room in your freezer, making extra of something that is easy to make extra of to freeze down can be really, really helpful as well. 
yeah and I think even on that note is about like the food hygiene side of things too is to you know make sure that once you if you've done a big batch cook then you let everything cool down before you put it in the fridge or you put it in the freezer especially if you've cooked meat um also like not to leave the stuff sitting out for too long beyond the point that it's cooled down for if you're going to reheat food then this all sounds like so so like super simple but I think it's stuff that we can sometimes forget but yeah if you're going to reheat food make sure you reheat it and it's piping hot or you know you've not reheated it more than once already and you're defrosting it thoroughly there's like those little things to consider as well and do you need to factor those things into your plan as well? So if you're making, if you're batch cooking stuff, are you putting the right amounts in the fridge versus in the freezer and the stuff that's in the fridge, are you going to eat all of that across the week or is some of it going to go to waste because it's not fitting into your plan and you've actually cooked too much? Um, so I think like even thinking about things like that. The other thing that I had on my list was um, if you're making things generally from scratch is to have plenty of herbs and spices like dry herbs yes. and spices in the cupboard you can really kind of add a kick to certain dishes and make them feel more interesting definitely love herbs and spices we just sorted we've had a very sought out christmas we just sorted mm. out through our herbs and spices and i was actually pleasantly surprised that only a couple of things were out of date so we're obviously using them quite regularly what were the um unpopular herbs and spices i think fennel seeds they had to go and I think was that it? I think that was oh mustard seeds. So I, there's a curry that I make that uses them, but I haven't made the curry for a long time. So yeah, I was pleasantly surprised that it was only those two that were out of date. I'm trying to think of other stuff. Um, if you if you're someone that finds meal prepping or batch cooking quite boring, or you maybe feel oh it's a bit of a waste of time then could you make it a bit more fun by putting on a podcast in the background or a movie or listening to music whilst you're doing it just to make it a bit more kind of interesting so I suppose then you kind of automatically go through the motions of cooking the food whilst you're listening to something useful or watching something that you enjoy that can often make the time go by a bit quicker if you're not really a fan of cooking definitely I think that's a really useful thing it's looking at how can you make that event more enjoyable and more likely that you'll follow through with it and that might be where if you're someone that you don't enjoy necessarily taking that time out and even by putting a podcast on at the weekend or a film it doesn't feel enjoyable maybe that's where then during the week if you're making dinner for the fact that you just need to eat then think about doubling up those portions and making a lot more so that you've got them lunches and other meals throughout the week as well. So it doesn't feel like you're taking extra time because you would be doing that anyway. By the way, can I just give a shout out to Sharon and Hannah? So Sharon's saying dipping in and out from the live to the app as en route to working legs. So she's off to the gym. And then Hannah says, hello from the gym. Hey. Hey, gym goers. Nice. Georgina saying stir fry. Mm, I want that now. Yeah, I kind of want it again. <laughs> yeah, that's on my list for tomorrow is stir fry with tofu. Tofu. If anyone was interested. <laughs> you say tofu different. To- oh, no, now I'm saying it differently. You say to- tofu like how my mom says tofu like that. Tofu. I do actually have the tofu though with the two O's. The that two is O's. the tofu that I have. That's fair. Yeah. 
tofu. I I don't feel that. I do say it different. Do you say <laughs> tofu or tofu? <laughs> to me, they sound the same. <laughs> Listeners, do they sound the same? Please let us know. Tofu, tofu, tof tofu. Wait, oh no, now I, I don't, can't say it anymore. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Oh uh, gosh. Sharon is saying, what's your favorite meal coaches? Some new ideas to freshen up the routine would be great. I have like, I'm thinking of dinners. Are you, is your mind automatically going to dinners? Mine's going to two things. Generally, what I tend to batch cook for lunches throughout the week and then something else that I've been doing more recently which is, this is like bread Oh, tell us, just, tell us. Okay, so the my go-to for a lunch or like to batch cook for a week is always a tray bake. I say always, on the whole, is a tray break. Tray bake. Tray break. So, tray break. <laughs> it's like a holiday, that. but on a tray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we said we were not quite back in work mode yet. My brain is slowly waking up. So I will batch cook usually a lot of like roasted vegetables and maybe chickpeas. I might add chickpeas into that as well. And then I'll usually add in, it's usually a salmon, usually salmon, so that I can just put it all in the oven together. Sometimes tofu, that's probably my go-to because I can mix up the vegetables, like we said, mix up the carb sauce quite easily. And that will be my standard go-to because I haven't got to think about it. The other thing that I've taken to doing more recently, because I do I do enjoy cooking, is making a big soup. And then I will turn the soup sauce, uh, the soup sauce, just the soup, into something else. So I'll end up freezing it down and I'll get the soup out and I might turn that into then like a curry sauce or a pasta sauce. So I then don't end up having the same meal like 50 times because when you make soup I always find there's there's a lot of portions of soup and it's not my favorite meal but then using it to make maybe a pasta sauce I find quite helpful because you get a lot of portions of vegetables within that and then I can just add pasta a protein sauce and the same then with the curry I'll just add a lot of different kind of spices to it protein more veg usually and then serve it with like rice and kind of a pit of bread or naan bread or something oh meal prep pro right there I love yeah that's my favorite because it it encourages me to think of something different to do with it and mm. I enjoy that kind of just cooking what I feel like cooking see like I feel so with like my breakfast and lunches I never feel that inspired by breakfast and lunch they're kind of like to me they're like the meals during the day that I just kind of have to get in sometimes I'll procrastinate and I like won't have breakfast for ages and I have it really late in the morning I'm like I've not had breakfast yet I need to have it so I generally just will have the same thing um like fruit protein powder and yogurt for breakfast and then like now I have like soup and like a vegetable based soup with baby bells like every single day pretty much um but my favorite dinners are have you ha- have you tried the Beyond Meat burgers? I don't think I have had them. I still oh. don't think I've tried them. So good, so juicy, and we did them in the air fryer the first for the first time 
um the other day so we will have that like once a week and it's definitely one of my favorite dinners so it's just that we like just get like a, a burger bun we put the beyond beef patty on it we have like a slice of vegan cheese lettuce tomato um corn on the cob that is great uh and then my other one is we have fajitas and like a kind of small soft shell taco wrap thing um and then the rest of the the mix is just like a big I suppose like fajita bowl type thing Mm. that's really good because it's just tons of vegetables it's got we use Tesco because all the all the evening meals that we make are vegan um but they have like 20 plus grams of protein and actually the best like fake chicken pieces that we've had are plant chef Tesco they're like chicken chicken in inverted commas strips and they are so good they're juicy they're succulent they're high in protein amazing and they go so well in that nice it's making me hungry now (laughs) (laughs) i know i've actually not had my breakfast yet i want that now i was just thinking then as you were talking another thing that i like to do is make i think tin tomatoes are just they're so versatile and if you've got a a tin of those in you can make a lot of things but making things even like a ratatouille or a chili but again using those as then different components of other meals so to give you an example a ratatouille I might have as a dish with then like a protein source in but I might also then use that for a breakfast for baked eggs and using it for other kind of meals than what you created it for in the first place and the same with the chili I might then sometimes do that with sort of more like a pizza type thing or again baked eggs so I think having meals like that that can be either an accompaniment to another meal or then another meal altogether with like adding different sort of protein sources in that's that's usually what I tend to do something that's a bit more versatile and can change it up the next time you have it very nice I like your versatility I like it too (laughs) (laughs) what a compliment (laughs) I like your versatility (laughs) oh okay on to the next one new year new me what do you think about that that um what would you even say it's not a quote is it saying yeah, I think it's a really common saying though, isn't it, within society. It's a it's a very sort of social socially accepted construct, I think that new year new me. And I think there isn't anything wrong with using the new year as a time of change and a motivator for change. I think though as well as long as we're not using new year new me to suggest that old me was in any way flawed or less of a human. Because I think the me that I am now is a result of all of those me's that have been before. We're constantly evolving. We're constantly I'm learning. Picturing tons of Sarah's. Lots of me. I mean, that would be the nightmare, wouldn't it? No, it would be the dream. <laughs> Imagine a room full of Sarah's. Wow. Everyone would be running out screaming. But I think it's that. It's you. I think it's a. it can be a helpful kind of saying, but I think recognising that there's nothing wrong with the me that we are now with the me that we were yesterday the day before the day before that because all of those experiences that we've had and all of those things that we've gone through lead us to who we are today to be able to make changes tomorrow as well I totally agree with all the points that you've made there thanks friend 
nothing nothing to add to that but yeah we were we were last night we were discussing what we could talk about on the podcast today and with it being the 29th of December and some people like looking ahead at setting new goals we were talking about the sort of like the difference between whether it's right to make radical changes versus small changes I suppose and I suppose then that depends on someone's motivation to change it depends on what they're currently doing now how much of a challenge radical change would be versus making small changes um and then yeah we were talking about what's known as the fresh start effect um which we've been doing like a little bit of reading up on and basically like what the fresh start effect is is that it's the idea that people are more likely to like pursue like behavior change or their aspirations at the start of what is known as temporal landmarks and what temporal landmarks are are, like significant points in time so that could be the start of a new week it could be the start of a new month academic year or in this case the start of a new like year I was about to say annual year (laughs) doesn't make any sense um or even even something like a significant birthday like turning 30 turning 40 um 50 60 70 80 (laughs) just wanted to include them all there um and there's the idea there that what so those those like landmarks uh a really good way to help either to get people to kind of like feel a bit of disconnection from their past imperfect self which we kind of have already spoken about there it's maybe not about thinking of your past self as flawed but the other way that that can help create change or those temporal landmarks can help create change is by causing a bit of a pattern interrupt particularly around like a holiday period as well if you you know you've come out of your usual routine you're looking ahead at how you want to change your routine and you've stopped kind of focusing on what the usual day-to-day minutia is and you're kind of like oh I'm out of the minutia now so I can have a different perspective over things and I think they're kind of like a couple of the hypotheses that are within this fresh start effect yeah I think that pattern interrupt especially is really helpful isn't it just for giving a space to think about what's important to us as well not only to then plan of how we can move forwards but to give us that space from the day-to-day from our usual routine from the usual patterns that we might fall into I think having that time out to interrupt that pattern to give us the space to reflect is really helpful I think that's often what's different about this time of year as opposed to a birthday or an end of term because we might still be going about our day-to-day as as usual so having this time out can give us that time to reflect as well about how we might want to move forwards and I do think using those times as a platform or a springboard to make changes is really really helpful because we often talk about how motivation is quite fleeting and it's not always going to be there. But that doesn't mean to say that when we do have motivation, we should ignore it and say, oh, well, I'm I'm only feeling like this because it's the new year. Great. If you feel motivated to make a change, then use that as a springboard to begin to make changes. I think that's a really great idea. When we have motivation to do something, why not use it? 
what was really interesting about when I was reading through that fresh start effect study um, was that as part of the research that they did, they looked at different Google searches, mm. um, like Google insights, whatever, it, whatever it's called. And they looked at different search terms like diet. And they looked at when throughout the year or weeks, this term was most searched. And what they found was that it was most searched on like a Monday, which would make sense with it being the beginning of the week. And maybe people feel reinvigorated and re-energized after time off at the weekend, if they're not working over the weekend. And that is almost like a fresh start. And the same could be seen at the start of a new year, like the search terms for diet would go up among other things not just diet but other things like exercise because we don't want to make it all about dieting and fat loss um the other thing that was quite interesting is that they took data from a load of different gyms at universities to have a look at when people's gym gym visits dropped off or when they increased and they saw and this is you know this isn't surprising people aren't going to be listening to this like wow i never realized Mm -hmm. that that gym visits dwindle as the year goes on so at the start of the year you know you have higher gym visits in january than you do as the year kind of progresses the same thing can be seen if you look at like a smaller time frame like a the the course of a week you look at a monday more people go to the gym on a monday than they do on a friday so it's it's kind of showing that there's that like the google search terms show that even though someone's not taking action they're considering taking action and we know that that consideration of taking action is linked to like the um actually taking action which can be seen through the gym visit stuff yeah yeah, it's, it's really interesting that we see that. And again, it's reflected sort of in that research as well. I think just as you were talking there, I was thinking about the idea as well of why that might happen, say like on a Monday more or at the start of the new year, and not necessarily from that place of people thinking, oh, my past self is flawed, but it allows us sometimes to draw a line under certain like certain habits or behaviors and we can almost wipe the slate clean as it were and think okay this is a new day this is a new week new month new year this is a springboard now that I can use to to make those changes and that's often why then we see that rush that surge of momentum then at that beginning of the year as you said the gyms will get busier people are more motivated to make those changes but I think what might then happen is because we've relied on that motivation to make those changes and haven't maybe set more realistic goals for ourselves. So we might have set really outlandish goals of I'm going to go to the gym every single day or I'm going to cut out this complete food group. And there are things that maybe that first week or two weeks we might feel like, yeah, I'm absolutely nailing this. I'm, I'm really getting this down. But then as that motivation dwindles, life happens and we kind of get back into that swing of the usual routine of what we're doing. These goals then maybe aren't so realistic for us to continue longer term. And I think that's where us having an idea of maybe realistic goals and we might set outlandish goals at the beginning and use that motivation, but recognising it's okay for us to lower our expectations as well once we're kind of back in the swing of the usual kind of routine absolutely i think it totally it's it's i mean it's always 
person dependent, isn't it? I think for some people setting outlandish and really challenging goals can be a negative and it can it can hinder progress. I think for others, they avoid setting challenging goals and they avoid setting ambitious targets because they're like, I don't know, afraid of failure or they're afraid of what success might bring with it, you know, like the shadow side of success. But I, yeah, I think for some people actually setting challenging goals helps. So I think it, for anybody listening to this and they're thinking of goal setting, think about you know, past goals that you've achieved or past goals that you haven't achieved or maybe where you fell down, like what have been, what do you kind of like swing towards? Do you swing towards overestimating what you can do or underestimating what you can do? And do you perform better with more ambitious targets? So I think kind of considering that in yourself and really being honest with yourself as to which suits you best will help you when it comes to goal setting. That's such a good point. And like every other topic, it's so nuanced, isn't it? What's right for one person is going to be completely different for someone else. But that's where it's really important to have that check in with yourself, as you've said, and look at what's worked for you previously or not worked for you, as opposed to what other people are doing. Because I think we can so easily get swept away with, because there there can often be a big societal pressure to have a New Year's resolution, to make a change at this time of year as well. And you might be someone who says, well, actually, I'm kind of fairly happy with where I'm at too, that I don't feel I need to kind of set this big goal. Maybe I want to continue doing what I'm doing. But you might also then be, as you said, Catherine, someone that notices that having a bigger goal and more of a kind of direction for the year is really helpful too. So tuning into to you, your values and what's important to you is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think like with the I was talking to Hannah about this and she was saying like with the fresh start effect people who are who are already doing well and already already making really good progress actually using the fresh start effect can potentially be negative because I mean I suppose when you think about it they're already on a bit of a roll aren't they they're already like ticking things off they're doing what they need to do then a fresh start may interrupt that Whereas if you compare that to somebody who maybe isn't doing well at the minute, a fresh start can be really helpful and it can be a way to, again, distance themselves from maybe their their past failures or wipe that slate clean and start again. Although we know we're never starting again because we're always learning from a place of um, experience. Um, so again, yeah, it's considering like, who am I? What kind of, not category do I fit into, but yeah, what works best for me? Hannah's yeah. just put something in the in the chat. She says, I think fresh starts can also help to reduce social social pressure or stigma too. Sometimes people struggle to explain their goals to people, like no drinking or diets or exercise, etc., and get pushed into neglecting them. But as soon as you say it's a New Year's resolution, people accept it and leave you alone. That's that's very true. I wonder if that has some time limit on it though as well if you said to people that it was new year's resolution and you're into february march april would would they still be as understanding i'm intrigued i think that would be a really great research topic yeah but i think it's such a good point i think you're right as soon as you have that as your explanation it is accepted often a lot more isn't it because it's like oh okay yeah i've i've recognized that that's something that's important to you that you're going to follow as opposed to starting something up maybe middle of the year where 
you're then having to explain the reasons behind you want why you want to do it almost mm-hmm. yeah having that it's a new year's resolution just encompasses everything i think the further that people get away from those landmarks the kind of the success rate i suppose goes down in terms of either starting towards working towards those goals or achieving those goals yeah like the success reduces so i think also what was discussed in that paper that we were reading is that you're better off starting following the landmark as opposed to proceed like preceding the landmark so waiting until like you it doesn't mean you can can't start planning now we're a couple of days away from the first but starting on the first as opposed to starting a few days before or waiting for a few weeks like the closer you are to that landmark date and the closer you are to starting on that landmark date the likelihood of success is higher yeah i think again that i guess is that more because a lot more people are motivated it's that springboard date isn't it mm-hmm. it's mentally we see that as more important I find it a really interesting concept because I know something that we often talk about is not waiting until a Monday or, you know, not waiting until the start of a new month or a new year because we can make change at any time. And I think remembering that is useful too because potentially people, when they use this kind of fresh start effect, maybe there's some all or nothing thinking there too quite black and white that if something doesn't go to plan well that's my fresh start ruined and I need to wait until the next fresh start springboard to start again so having using this as your sole um, motivator for change might be quite problematic in that sense if we have a day or a week where something doesn't go to plan because it may lead to sort of repeated attempts and us delaying restarting because we're waiting for when we when we see that sort of fresh start on the flip side of that if we're able to see almost a fresh start as the next hour the next meal the next exercise session then maybe that can be helpful too but I think it's something to be mindful of if we're using this as our only motivator for change that it might lead to sort of repeated attempts with delays in between I think that's such an important caveat to make. And that's such a great point. Um, Yeah, I would see like the fresh start as it's an opportunity as opposed to I need to do it here. And if I don't do it here and then, then I'm never going to do it or I'm going to need to wait until the next fresh start. Yeah, see it as like a springboard, like Sarah says. It might mean that like your chance of success is like a little bit higher if you do it then or you it might just help with a bit of motivation and like a bit of a kickstart sprint start but yeah I agree if if especially if you know you're somebody that has quite an all or nothing mentality or black and white thinking then by all means like use the fresh start but don't use it as an excuse to procrastinate if you miss the fresh start date um so to speak I think that's another thing as well as going back to what we were talking about when it comes to setting new year's goals and whether you make small changes or radical changes i think sometimes for some people making really small changes i don't know say week one i'm going to increase my steps by a thousand and per day and that's all i'm going to do for some people i think that can be like a way of procrastinating from actually 
achieving the bigger goal and it's maybe just a way of like faffing about almost yeah I think it it comes back to knowing as you said what what you tend to have done in the past as well as in are those setting those smaller goals kind of keeping you not making progress or are you someone that needs to set those sort of bigger goals as well to to make progress so I think yeah it's it's a lot of this is about knowing yourself and being curious about what works for you as opposed to getting swept along with the noise. And there is a lot of noise at this time of year too. I think that it can be easy to get swept along and feel like you should be doing something when maybe you feel like you're doing enough already or you should be doing this goal because someone else is doing it, but it's not important to you. And getting curious about what's important to you. And I know this is something we talk about this a lot. I know we talked about this on the build up to Christmas, but it really is so important about getting to know yourself and what it is that's important to you, because the chances are, if you set a goal that's important to you, you're a lot more likely to reach it than you are if you set a goal that's important to someone else or important on social media or someone else is doing so you feel like oh yeah maybe I should do that listening to yourself about what you want to do and what works for you in terms of goal setting and planning and if you haven't found a way that works for you yet that's also fine what have you tried in the past that didn't work what could you maybe do differently this time that might be helpful yeah I absolutely agree with that and you know what's interesting which is our word and curious I like the the point about getting curious about about that stuff I think like for me particularly often I'm quite if I see stuff say let's take like the new year goal setting for example and I see loads of that put out on social media or I don't know something else at another time of the year about like not overeating on Easter chocolate for example I I I'm kind of I sway the other way I get quite resistant because I see that there's everybody's talking about it. So I don't want to talk about it or I don't want to get involved in it because everybody else is doing it. But the more I get curious about that, the more I'm like, why am I resisting this? And I'm like, actually doing these things might not overeating on chocolate at Easter, but you know, like joining in with the new year's goal setting, new year's resolutions actually is in my best intentions right now. I think it's, yeah, it's funny seeing like the different sides of it, Mm. isn't it? Yeah, it is interesting because I feel I'm quite similar to you in that respect. I don't tend to set New Year's goals or definitely not resolutions of I really want to change this this year because I do firmly believe that at any time I can make change and that I don't have to wait for that time to do it. But I also think that this time of year is a useful time to sit and reflect and I do actually believe that this year I will sit down and have a think about what I would like to achieve this year. And that's unusual. I don't tend to do that. The thing I've done for the last few years, and I I already know what it is for this year, but is instead of thinking of goals or things that I want to achieve, I tend to have a theme for the year. So something that I want to channel. The last year was fun and I have had a lot of fun but it didn't quite get off to the best start, as you well know, for the first six months. So I still did try and focus on that 
through the decisions that I made throughout the year of will this bring me closer to that kind of value or that theme that I want for the year of fun so saying yes to maybe more opportunities and more experiences and this year is going to be the year of action I've decided so it's not necessarily a goal in terms of I want to achieve x because I haven't sat down to reflect on those things yet but it's more a, a general theme of how I want to act this year and what I want to channel channel into the decisions and the the things that I do or think about is is to have a year of action I think I'm with you on that as well a year of action I quite like that theme and with that in mind if you listening are also like yes 2024 is going to be the year of action then maybe you should think about or in fact you should definitely think about and you should definitely take action and join empowered and eight now to do that you're going to need to sign up to our mailing list because only our mailing list will find out when our next intake is so that is in the link in the show notes and again like georgina's saying in the comments here perhaps joining empowered and eight would be the best idea instead of new year's resolutions just saying having a team on your side you know what georgina is one of those people that joined us in november and she took action and she's made so much progress she's staying on and i'm just extremely proud of georgina and everybody else in the group i second everything you've just said there i love the group and the support of that as well the social support that you get within the group can help you to maintain the progress towards your goals. So come and join and see what it's all about and get that support from both myself and Catherine, but also from the absolute Bobby Dazzlers legends that are in that group. <laughs> Hannah's saying, we love you, Georgina. <laughs> we love just, you too, Hannah. She's saying it just like that in the gym. She's on the leg press going, we love you, Georgina. <laughs> Oh, team legends indeed. What a loving. What a loving. That's a nice end to the podcast, isn't it? It is. Exciting plans for Empowered in 2024. We do indeed. And we're meeting later up to talk about them. We are. We are. We're going to set our own New Year's resolutions. Awesome. That, that, I, when I, I just realized that I made a funny noise and the people on the podcast <laughs> wouldn't have seen my face whilst I made that funny noise, but it was like an excited face accompanied by a strange noise again that's the kind of gold you would be able to see if you're within the group because these podcasts are posted as videos live within the group okie dokie thanks for joining us guys peace out peace out